said uh, Tarzan, and I was actually thinking when you text me about woodwind. Um, I said I've never tried my hand at woodwind, and I was mm-hmm. waiting for you to say something like woodwind is a mouth instrument or something like that. And then I was going to say, clearly you haven't seen Tarzan because I'm pretty sure in the scene where all the little monkeys infiltrate the camp and they're like, you know, I feel like maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like one of the primates has a clarinet in his hand, just beating. Oh, okay. I might be wrong, but that was just what came to my mind. But you never, you didn't say that, so. Sorry, sorry. What a, what a good, um, good film that was. What's your favorite cartoon Disney movie? Ooh. Like, like from the classics, you know? Well, mm-hmm. I guess it's not technically classic, but like from the 90s, and I guess that movie was probably, maybe it was 99. It was either 99 or 2000, but I still kind of, wrap that up with the rest but i feel like the uh-huh. 90s was a golden era of disney cartoons lion king aladdin mm-hmm. um that's a good question i think i go back and forth between the lion king and beauty and the beast i think okay i actually just this morning um i saw this thing about Beauty and the Beast, and it was like the, um, I'm not going to get this right, the correct um, terminology for it, but it was like the original like voiceover, and it was like a complete alternate intro. And it was just hysterical to watch um, and see what it looked like originally. You had watched that? Yeah, it's like I can send you a link. It's like 18 minutes long. Is it like, it's not official, right? It was just somebody... Like dubbed their voice over it, or no? This was in London in 1988 or whatever. Like the original, like this is the direction they thought the film was going to go in. Okay, so hmm. it's just like the image stills, like oh, okay. Scene to so scene. It, was, it was like in their storyboarding process. It was so, like, yeah, that's it. Storyboarding, yeah. Okay, um, but they do have like voiceover and like a lot of the same music and things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then some of it is a little <laughs> risque. Um, <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to send it to you. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, what about you? What's your favorite? Uh, I, I'm torn between Tarzan and Lion King, but Aladdin mm-hmm. is up there for sure. I think actually I grew up Aladdin being my favorite, even over Lion King. It's, in fact, I have a family video, like a you know VHS, which I've not been able to watch for years. But I think it was like my second birthday or something like that. I was very little, and my parents had put on Aladdin, and I just—it's just funny, like watching back, and I'm like just dancing in front of the TV because I was so excited about it. I just watched that movie on repeat. Oh wow! Did you have like the little little hat and everything? Like, were you dressed up? Dressed up like Aladdin? Wow. No. <laughs> uh, that's cultural appro- cultural appropriation, Caleb. <laughs> you had a beard by that age, didn't you? Well, Is a mustache. Right? It was m- mustache was coming in. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, that's fine. I yeah, Aladdin was a good one. Um, I think it's just hard to 
top Robin Williams in so many yeah, ways. That's true. Rest in peace. Um, have you seen the new one, the live action one? I have. Yeah. Not the same. No, I like not, Will Smith a lot, but I very ambitious for him to try to. I mean, I, he. I will. I will say he. He made it his own. It, he didn't try to be Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. What are your what What is your take on the live action remakes in general? I, I mean, I think they're interesting, um, and like they do try to do things slightly differently, which I do appreciate for a lot of them. But I often find I end up, I guess, being a child of the '90s, I find I end up being disappointed. Yeah, it makes sense, and. I, I guess in Disney's defense, I mean, their goal is to make money and there are a lot of people who didn't grow up with those movies. Mm -hmm. You know, they have an audience that they're trying to cater to now. So, I mean, I will give them that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be interesting to get like, like my nephews, for example, um, that obviously maybe not necessarily did they grow up on the classic, Disney animated films like we did, but they may have seen these in conjunction with the um, the new live ones, kind of like how they view it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, not that they would give like a very thorough critical analysis, but <laughs> <laughs> um, it would just be interesting to see their thoughts. Yeah. Maybe when they're older, you should kind of have them play them side by side and get their takes on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe we can have them on as a guest. Yeah. Well, actually, that would be fun now, you know, with them being so, them so young, you know? Yeah, yeah. Get their opinions. Yeah, my, my brother has a mic and he and his wife are starting a podcast. So shout out to them. But yeah, they should get them all on. Just yeah, that'd be cool. Have a fun little segment. All oh. Uncle Caleb and Uncle Tim. <laughs> speaking of uncle tim how's uh how's chut dog how's chut dog doing oh chut dog he's good he is fast asleep doing his little um kitty snores in the window bed does he snore a lot he doesn't snore a lot it's just sometimes i guess in certain positions just very quiet kind of soft tender Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't think I've ever heard a cat snore is why I ask. Oh, okay. Very interesting. Yeah. Does uh what about um Hank, Hank does he snore? Oh, all the time. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. He's very very loud snorer sometimes. Does he have um because I know dogs that we've had in the past, um, specifically our dog Blue, who very sadly passed away last year. He used to have like these puppy dreams and it would just like his limbs would be shaking Which, and he'd be mm-hmm. almost like he's, you know, chasing the squirrel mm-hmm. in the dream. Yeah. Hank does that a lot of times. He'll, his nose will be just kind of twitching his paws. Um, and sometimes he'll even be kind of like whimpering almost like we have to wake him up. But I, I've heard that you have to be kind of careful waking up a dog from like that because I mean, depending on what they're dreaming about. Uh, it could possibly 
like alarm them to the point where they're biting you or whatever. So, oh, interesting. So, how do you how do you wake up Hank, or do you just let him ride it out? Normally, I just let him ride it out, but sometimes I'll just kind of gently pet him, pet mm-hmm. his neck, you know, just to kind of like get him to slowly yeah. come to. Okay, okay. I guess there's no really reason to wake him up. He's, I'm sure he's having a delightful little dream of frolicking through the fields. Yeah, yeah. Oh, bless him. Anyways, anyways, Caleb, enough of your nonsense over there. <laughs> Nonsensory. Welcome to episode two, the Dose. second season of The Ramble. Peace. Tis the season to be jolly. It is. It is such a lovely time of year. Um, so excited to be continuing our story today. Yes, yes, very excited. Um, I really enjoyed last week's episode and just really digging into your story um, in our little interview session. Yeah, it was it was a fun, different approach, and I'm excited. And a little bit nervous, to be honest, to be flipping the script on you, and I'll be interviewing you. Never interviewed anyone before. Oh, okay. So, even uh, even Jonah didn't interview Jonah. I didn't interview Jonah, unfortunately. Uh-huh. He wouldn't have gotten the job had I interviewed him. Oh, all right. I would have been pretty, pretty hard on him, you know. Mm-hmm. On his uh, on his brittle yeah. bones. You know, I don't want anyone. <laughs> yeah. I don't want anyone to think that I have, you know, preferential treatment, you know. So I would have given him the little one two punch, you know. Oh, oh my. One two. Triple threat. Just gotta throw the elbow in the gut, then whap, and then uppercut. Okay. Is that some reference to No, that's just a move I developed back in the Trampoline Dragon Ball Z days. Can you show me on Chutney? Well, he is. Well, I know he's asleep, but wake him up. Bring him over. Well, I think he's having a dream right now. Oh, and it, I don't know if like his whiskers are twitching. And <laughs> I fear well, if I a, do. There's no better way to wake him up than with a, the old triple threat. Uh, I think. Well, <laughs> I do fear that what if that concept of waking a dog up and him just getting violent carries over to cats as well? That's possible. And I'm not saying cats aren't dangerous, but I, I feel like you'd be okay. I think you'd, you'd survive, but I don't want, I don't want you to fight Chutney. Maybe that's a, yeah, it wouldn't be good for, um, fostering relationships. He, he, uh, he does already hunt me. At night, like when I go to, <laughs> he has all these tunnels and he'll just be sat there. And when you can't see him, that's the most dangerous time. Like when you don't know where he is, when you don't have a visual. Mm, so I walk in the, it, yeah. yeah, so I walk in to turn the lights off. And then as I'm walking back, there's a good chance he's going to latch onto my calf. Does it normally scare you or are you like kind of always aware of it and prepared for it? Um, usually I'm aware and prepared, but if I'm like really sleepy and out of it, sometimes it will catch me off guard. So, cats. Those of the feline persuasion. 
Ooh, yes. Non persuasion. So, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move into a little section we like to call Question of the Day. Hey, man, what's your question? I have formulated a fun question for you today, Tim. Very excited about this one because I haven't gotten to participate in a question of the day or the creation of one since we had our pal Jimmy on. So I'm looking to redeem myself from the fiasco (laughs) that was explaining uh, his entourage of squirrels. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you set the bar nice and low. I don't, it was a fun question. I'm, maybe I'm being too hard on you. Uh, it was, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so you know the rules. I will pose a question to you. It's going to be a would you rather question. And then I'll open the floor for questions from you. you can ask All any right. questions about the scenario. So are you ready? Oh, I was born ready for this. Born ready. Wonderful. Well, Tim, would you rather... (laughs) So, just to set the scene, you're a very... You laugh a lot, you know, particularly when you're talking with me, of course. Wow. You tend to... You're that funny, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, you you laugh at me, Tim. With me, I don't know, but at me, certainly. Anyways, you're a fun guy. You like to laugh and joke around and have fun with situations. So I feel like this would be a good target for this question. So would you rather every time you laugh, a bird comes out of your mouth? Oh, wow. Or every time you laugh, bird droppings rain down upon you and anyone uh, close by. The floor is open for questions. Yikes. Why birds? <clears throat> That's my first question. I don't know if you know this about me, but I am not a bird fan. Like, <gasps> I don't like birds. Just like in general. to eat them. Well, I like to eat. I like chicken. Um, mm-hmm. I love ostrich meat. Um, but I'm just kidding. I've never had that. <laughs> no, but, um, no, it's just, <laughs> I, I like animals a lot, but I don't know. I've just never been like one to care. Like, I don't understand why people have pet birds. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't generally think they're like cute or anything like that with the exception of penguins, which are ironically, maybe my favorite animal. But I think penguins are very different. For most birds, mm-hmm. are they even considered well, birds? I don't know. That's like, how question. can I call them my favorite animal if I don't? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes, tell um, me. Uh, tell me all about their. I guess um, they are because they. I, I want to say they have like a rubbery texture, but I think it's feathers. It just happens to be very mm-hmm. smooth. So wh- why are penguins your favorite animal? Oh, they're they, because they're very cute and they're very playful. I, I read a story the other day, actually. There's a guy who works at some zoo. I think it's like the San Diego Zoo. Mm-hmm. He said he had like posted on social media that his job, his only job at the zoo, the, I guess the the airport 
is close to the zoo. And every time a plane flies over, the penguins will look up at it and stare at it and they won't take their eyes off of it until they fall over. And his only job is to just go pick up the penguins and put All them back right. on their feet. Why do they do that? I don't know, but they it just every and he said the planes fly over all the time. So like he just spends all day just, just scooping them up and picking, picking up these up. penguins. Yeah, oh, man. And I just love watching penguin documentaries, and they just <laughs> it's so funny because they're always they're so clumsy. Uh-huh. Maybe I can just relate to them, you know, because they're just waddling around, and then all of a sudden one of them one of them will trip, which causes a chain reaction, and they make the cutest little noises. Oh, okay. Kate, can you There's replicate also, a penguin noise? <laughs> <laughs> There's also a video you could probably find a lot, but there are some people uh, who work at like zoos or whatever, penguin handlers who the penguins like to get tickled and they make a cute little noise when they get tickled. Uh-huh. Do you enjoy so being sweet. tickled? No. Okay. <laughs> so you should you should recreate. Do you feel like? Because you said you feel akin to a penguin. Do you feel when you're at work, do you feel like you're kind of waddling around? And like if you're giving uh, a car to a customer, <laughs> like at a plane flies over, do you watch it and then slowly fall over? I fall over. <laughs> <laughs> I'd only have it one time. It was embarrassing enough. Oh, okay. okay. I learned my lesson. Learned your lesson. Good. Um. Anyways, back to the question at hand. Um. <laughs> all that to say, most Ordinary. Well, okay. What kind of bird is it? That's a good question. If it's a penguin, mm. well, I feel like that would probably. be quite pay- well. I guess unless it's a yeah. very tiny bird, very like tiny. one of the uh, Roman finches or something, it's going to be very painful. Um, we shall say a pigeon. Pigeon. Um, <clears throat> I say, so I feel like either scenario, I'm going to have bird droppings in my mouth. You know, um, I will say that the pigeon has chosen to be clean when it's in your mouth. I mean, as clean as a pigeon can be, it has decided to wait to uh, take care of its business. So, well, that's good. So when I start laughing, do I feel that like, does the bird originate from my like stomach in into my throat and force its way out? Like, am I having to cough it up or is it more that? I just open my mouth and I just feel feathers fluttering against my cheeks, you know? Um, so let's say that it, <laughs> you don't have to feel it coming up through your, um, your esophagus or anything. It, okay. let's just say in like the general aura pharynx, it just originates from the back of your throat and then you, okay. it slowly is filling up your mouth to the point where you, feel like you're starting to gag a little bit and then that's okay. when you contort yourself in such a way to release um okay but even even if the bird's not you know dropping um even if the bird's not releasing its previous meal mm-hmm. in my mouth I, i'm still gonna have a this taste of bird in my mouth right and likely i'm gonna have feathers that fill my mouth, you know, they get left behind. That can't be mm-hmm. pleasant. Plus, I feel like it's going to get in the way of my laughter, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also you have to consider 
who, like how close am I to someone else while laughing? And is the bird coming out of my mouth going to like, you know, go for their face? So that's going to make me really, I'll have to be very thoughtful about when I laugh, you know? True. Well, I will say maybe, maybe there's a slight delay, you know, a few seconds. So say you, you're trying to hold in this laughter and, um, you know it's going to happen. Maybe not the first time. The first time it catches you by surprise, but right. subsequent events, you know you've got a few seconds. So if you do break and laugh, you can okay. go like hide behind a dumpster or something. Okay. And so it's like I can I can get a couple of chuckles out before the bird arrives, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like as like as soon as I start to laugh, it's okay because that gives me time. Like if I catch myself chuckling, I'm like, oh no, it's coming. You know, I can mm-hmm. I can get away. Okay, I mean, you don't have a lot of time. Like you you can't stand there and you know continue talking for right. any large amount of time. You've got maybe two or three seconds to sure. That's enough time. Okay, so the birds in this second scenario, where are they coming from? It, or is it just one bird and he's just got diarrhea? I mean, <laughs> um, I mean, it's a substantial amount. Like it is a flock. So it's like a rainstorm. Okay. Like you know that. But, um, what was that show with Stephen Urkel? I feel like I'm gonna make a lot of people very angry. Family Matters. Family Matters. That's it. Yes, that one episode where he has like he's just washed his car, and then all those birds just it's like a rain of droppings. <laughs> So picture it like it is it's gonna be messy. Okay. Um but where are the birds coming from? Well, presumably the sky, if the droppings are Well, sure, but I mean so it's just they just happen to be flying over every time I laugh. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like they just kind of like fly up from behind me or something like that. Yeah, so like they they're on standby, as it were. Okay. Um, in a close proximity, enough to not really be noticed by you or others, but okay. they know again the same like time lag. They can get okay. To you. But off that same note, what if I'm inside? Mm-hmm. It's gonna be hard to hide some bird, like a whole flock of birds, if I'm inside. Right? Well, they're they're gonna be in the rafters, hold up in the rafters. Um. Next to the the hoisted system, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they can fly, Tim. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's like that uh, that um, situation I told you about at my job with the the pigeon dying and the rafters and just maggots raining down for weeks. So they they can get up there, you know. Yeah, yeah. But most buildings that I'm in on a day to day basis don't have rafters, or if they do, they're above like tile ceiling. So mm-hmm. I mean in that scenario we're not going to experience any of the poop, right? Well, again, they'll they'll find a way. Pigeons um you know. Pigeons do find a way. They'll, they'll put their mind to it. They so they might hide within the tiles and just kind of like have a little colony up there at your place of work or maybe there's a window. Oh goodness. It's funny, you mentioned pigeons and, and you said they find a way. Well, when I was at the beach a couple of weeks ago, um, 
I, I don't know if you've ever experienced it. Surely you have. Everybody has, I'm sure. But if you're ever snacking on the beach, inevitably the birds will arrive, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I guess, I don't, what is the, the most common like beach bird? It's not a, a pelican. Maybe, I guess, are they seagulls? Seagulls. Yeah, know, seagulls, maybe. Yeah, seagulls. So the seagulls were just everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, um, I remember uh, like a big flock showed up and then a pigeon landed somehow in that crowd, which kind of surprised us all. But I didn't realize it at the time. There was, there was at least 30 birds. So I didn't see the pigeon at first, but Seth, my brother-in-law was like, Oh man, there's a pelican here. And so Mm -hmm. I spent like five minutes just like quietly. I'm just like, I don't want to be the guy who doesn't see the pelican, but he meant pigeon. (laughs) So this whole time I'm just like looking (laughs) for the pelican and Finally, I was like, dude, I don't see the pelican. He's like, it's right there. I was like, oh, that's a pigeon. <laughs> but I was like so disappointed because a pelican would have been pretty cool to see. Uh-huh. They're the ones with like the big old beaks, right? Yeah. Yeah. They've got um, Dory and yeah, Nemo. Nemo inside. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyways, pigeons will find a way. Um, okay. So... It happens every time I laugh, right? Either of these options. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, and so either way, I'm going to be known as the guy who, you know, brings about the birds. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like scenario one, this bird coming out of my mouth, it's going to be worse for me. But, it's kind of cool. It's kind of this like unique magic trick almost, uh-huh. which, which I feel like, you know, I can kind of play off as like, you know, but the other one is negatively affecting others, you know? True. And, and still me. So like scenario one, I'm getting feathers in my mouth, but scenario two, I'm, I'm probably getting it <laughs> on. Um, <laughs> As well as all of my, you know, everyone surrounding me. So that's just going to be even worse. Well, you could just, you know, have uh, have an umbrella with you. That's a great, it's a great thought. Just all all the time. And yeah, but then I'm the guy with the umbrella. It's sunny outside and I've got an umbrella. And Well, I mean, it's, oh. it's cool. You know, it's, I think like all the Mayday Parade album covers. No, they've there's got the, nothing cool about that. Just, it's it's hip. It's in. You could be starting it's, a new trend. I'm not a trendsetter. I'm a trend stopper. Anytime a new trend comes into town and I try to jump on board, everybody stops. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. That's never happened. Not that I'm aware of. Any, anyways. Okay. So I'm going to close the floor <laughs> for questions. Uh, what is um, what is going through your mind, Tim? This is a big decision. Yeah. Well, like I said, I, either way, I, either way, it's it's going to change who I am as a person. It's going to make me really sick. I'm not going to put myself in situations where I find myself laughing laughing often. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I will I will probably avoid the the jokester. You know, like the the guy or gal who I know that's just going to make me laugh a lot. I'm just. I'm unfortunately going to have to, you know, cut ties with that person. Jokes will inevitably arise 
in other scenarios, I'm going to have to try to hold back my laughter either way. Because mm-hmm. I don't imagine, again, I think scenario one is less intrusive on other people. So that's probably the way I'm leaning. But either way, it's not enjoyable for me. Right. I'll end up resenting the moments that I laugh. So I'm ultimately going to become, oh man, this is another thought. Imagine I'm at home alone watching some comedy special with Kevin Hart Uh and I just give out a chuckle. And now I've got a bird flying around in my living room. That's just a pain, you know, to try to get That is true because yeah, the the pigeons on standby, they'll be kind of, you know, off to the side. Whereas I get, I mean, I guess theoretically that pigeon it's been living in your oral cavity wants to escape and get as far away from you as possible so yeah well i've had a bird in my house before my wife left a window open one time Mm -hmm. and that bird found his way in but struggled to find his way out was it a pelican (laughs) i.e a pigeon yeah i probably was a pigeon and ironically he (laughs) everywhere Like sometimes we'll still find like bird poop just in a corner from this little bastard. Um, (laughs) It's a pain. They don't, they don't know their way out very easily. So no, no, that, that is, that is the problem. I think I'm going to go with that scenario because I don't, one bird versus a flock of birds is, is easier to deal with less Mm -hmm. poop. Um, and plus, when you when the bird escapes, you can just quickly grab it and then That's just true. make I yourself like a pigeon. It, so. Yeah, make yourself like a little pigeon pie. Surprise oh, your wife. Pigeon and, pie? Yeah. I don't... Yeah, I guess that's an option. Yeah. <sighs> that's the scenario I'm going with. Okay. All right. Man, that was... What, what would you have done? Um... I have, I don't know if you have, but I've been on before by a pigeon um, and didn't know about it and was just walking around. We were in York at this time, just walking around with this this big trail of... That's old York, correct? Yes, the old, the original. um, Very different from the new one. But, well, from what I understand, I've never been to the new one. Have you been? Have you been to the yes. one? Okay. Road trip, spring break, 2014. We'll talk about it. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you almost got yourself into some sticky situations, I hear. Uh, Did I? With the with the whole couch surfing. Ah, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll leave that there. <laughs> it's a teaser later on. Anyways, um, yeah, I think I think if I did have to choose i would probably choose the same to be honest um yeah i would choose the same one it it would it would not be nice neither one of them would be nice but i feel like i can choose to hold back my laughter pretty well a lot of times you know Mm -hmm. so i feel like i could just escape somewhere and then let the pigeon out Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, that's good. Imagine you're at like a housewarming party or something mm-hmm. with your friends, you know, there's 10 of you or so. And, you, you know, you've got the one witty friend who's just cracking jokes and you just 
excuse yourself to the restroom and you barf up this bird mm-hmm. and in, you can't catch him. So he's just fluttering around in the bathroom. And by the end of the day, there's four or five pigeons just in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and then you leave and that, that person who, you know, newly homeowner, they just go to the bathroom and a flock of, a, a created flock of pigeons just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. emerges. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too good, too good. Story time! It's time for story time! <laughs> oh, man. I love that. It just sounds like a bunch of Muppets. It does, um, yeah. <laughs> Even though you've uh, you've never seen the Muppet movie, as we discussed. Correct. I, you know, I thought back to saying that and I lied not intentionally Damn. I'd forgotten I grew up on Muppets Treasure Island did you ever see that movie no it's I've seen Treasure movie. Planet not the same okay because that's a cartoon and this one has Muppets um so I apologize to all of our listeners out there I did not mean to fib um I have seen a Muppets movie. Okay. But not the Muppets movie. Never saw that. Oh, there's a the. Oh, yeah. There's there's a few, like, just Muppets movies. In fact, there's, I mean, I think the original one is from the 90s. Maybe there's one before that. I don't know. But there's one that recently came out with Jason Siegel. <laughs> Speaking of birds. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and I'm, I like Jason Siegel, but I never watched the Muppets movie. Um, I think it also has Jim Parsons in it from Big Bang Theory, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. Which which one is he? Which uh Sheldon. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. Anyways. Well welcome, Caleb. Thank you. Story time. Happy to be here. Um as we discussed earlier, last episode was about me and my time, my freshman year of college. Um, if you were able to tune in last week or the end of season one, you would know that Caleb and I went separate ways for our uni days. Um, that wasn't originally the plan. We looked into Lee University going there together. Mm-hmm. That just didn't pan out. So let's start there, though. Um, you had made the decision prior to me to not going to Lee University. What? brought that about hmm yeah so a lot of different things going on at that point in life um at this time my older brother matt and had basically done a gap year um where he was just working and trying to figure out what he wanted to do um so we he decided that he was going to go off to a college in Tennessee, um, a Christian college, uh, not Lee, a different one. Oh, okay. That's yeah. interesting. So, I didn't know that his, uh, his college was in Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. So he was headed off to this college planning on it. Um, so that was one thing. Um, and I won't, I won't go into this too much, but just to kind of, give everyone, particularly those who don't know me, just a bit of background. So my parents had separated for, you know, 
you know, one to two years at this time and we're going through a divorce. Um, and that obviously had a lot of effects on, you know, everyone involved, like them, of course, but also us. Which that, no, I'm sorry to interrupt, no, but no. that be, that began, that process began in high school, right? So it was like kind of the end of that when we were looking into college, correct? That is correct, yeah. So I want to say that this began even before I came to the Christian high school that we met at. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it was it was over a few years, but really was kind of coming to it close in some respects when um around the time that we were graduating basically so that was one thing and basically a year prior to this was like so my dad was living separately so it was basically just me my older brother matt my younger brother jonah who we discussed and my mom living in the same house and so matt was more or less the man of the house in a lot of respects. Yeah, because you didn't have any facial hair at that time. No, no, not a, <laughs> no, not a one. Well, maybe, maybe one or two, maybe but a couple, yeah, yeah, little, little baby spracklers, yeah. <laughs> um, really wanted a beard for the longest time, and I just remember I kept the, every year I'd be like, you know, this is the year. And is that that what you wrote on your Christmas list? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Particularly when I when I saw you, I'm like, oh man, this is this is what I want, you know, all this, Thanks. yeah. Um, so yeah, good uh, good point there about the beard. Um, and yeah, Matt also had just very similar to you, like he started shaving at some very young age, and I thought, well, you know, genetics, surely it'll be passed on to me, and alas, anyways. Um, got somewhat of one now. All that to say, Matt was at this time the man of the house in so many ways. My dad was still within the area, but obviously wasn't in day in and day out like he used to be. Um, and in a lot of ways, Matt was like I was closer with Matt at this time, especially because we're closer in age. Mm-hmm. And so, in a lot of ways, I considered him like one of my best friends and just a really close bond that we had. So him leaving was one thing that was kind of like turning my life on ahead in some ways. But also I felt this kind of like a pressure, if you will, to step up and be the man of the house in some ways. Um, Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so that was one kind of pressure to basically not go to Lee anymore and to stay behind and go to this local community college as it were. And I also, I don't even really know if I said this at any point thus far, but this local community college, its name was um, Georgia Perimeter College, um, GPC or oftentimes just Perimeter it was called. Um, It's just kind of like this small area not too far outside of Covington, Georgia, where you and I um, spent a lot of time. And there were a lot of, um, well, there wasn't a lot of anything, but there were some cows in like a local field, but it was really just uh, two buildings. Um, 
So that's that's the name of it and what it was like. Um, another thing that was, I guess, a pro that also factored into my decision to stay was obviously Morgan was still in the local area. She was she would have been a senior in high school during my freshman year of college. So that was also she, mm-hmm. when she, when she was, um, well, I guess it would have had to have been when she was a junior, but did she also ask Miss Arnold or tell Miss Arnold she saw her at, um, Dunkin' Donuts? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know because I guess, she, cause we had, we had Miss Arnold when we were in our junior year as we've discussed. So it would have been at some point in her senior. I don't know. I'll have to, I don't know if she was privy to that joke at that time. Yeah. And she doesn't strike me as somebody who would like, I think that's a a very you thing, but I don't, I don't see her doing that kind of drawing that kind of attention to herself. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I, I don't imagine that she would. Um, but yeah, I'll have to ask her. That's a that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Now, earlier on, you had mentioned that you felt like there is a certain stigma with community college, mm-hmm. and I you you just I, in my knowing you, obviously, you you I guess encountered that stigma a lot, particularly with like our friend group, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. So, as I said, it well, was especially. Let me and let, I'm sorry to cut you off, no, but no. you also. So when we were looking into Lee, I think we were both looking to go there for music, right? But mm-hmm. at what point did you decide, you know, to pursue a profession in the medical field? Yeah. So, well, going back. So, yeah, I'll start with the 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 latter and then move back to the former. So, it was. I really didn't know 100% what I wanted to do. I liked the idea of music mm-hmm. simply because of our time in Yesterday Away. And I just, you know, it was like one of my, it was my number one thing at that time, really. But I think starting to look beyond it and think, well, it's not that I'm going to be playing in a band. I'm going to have to necessarily, at least, you know, so I'm going to have to make some kind of career out of this in some way, like a music teacher or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think with that realization that I didn't necessarily want to be a music teacher, basically, that was part of it. And then also part of it was my mom worked for a cardiology office. And just as like a taster, I said, okay, well, I'll go shadow this cardiologist. And that kind of birthed my desire to go into medicine. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back to the stigma, stereotype, whatever you want to call it, about community college. Yeah. I think I think particularly in our high school, because I mean, generally speaking, people tended to be better off than a lot of people in public schools that would go to community colleges, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people viewed it as kind of taking an easy way out 
in some ways. Sure. Um, and I actually got told by several people, like, you're going to have a next to impossible time getting into a med school if you go to community college. So that was kind of weighing on me at the mm-hmm. same time. So there was all these like pressures during this time. And it was just very interesting to try to navigate. Sure. I can imagine. Um, look at, look at you now though. Jokes on them. <laughs> yeah. 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 And actually it's kind of funny, um, that that was a thing that people said and it had worried me for a long time about going to a reputable med school or, you know, just med school in general. And it's kind of funny because this school is really no more because it merged with Georgia State. And this happens prior to me getting all of my degrees and things together to um, to apply for medical school. So on my transcript, it shows that it shows a perimeter as a four-year school, basically. Um, so it... Um, it didn't even end up mattering in some ways. And just another thing talking about, uh, like stigma and then people kind of talking down about starting off at a local college. So I mentioned Matt, my brother. Um, so around the time that he knew he was going off to this, um, Christian college, this Bible college in Tennessee, and it was known that I was going to this local college, we were at this small church um, that we kind of grew up in, I guess. And this lady, um, I believe her name was Gladys, she approached Matt and I. We were sat on the pew together and she looked at me and, or no, no, sorry. So she looked at Matt first and she was asking him all about the Bible college that he was going to go to, just ever so enthusiastic about this. And then she turns to me and says, and you're going to the community college, right? And I said, yes, yes, I am. Just very excited to tell her about my future plans, what I wanted to study. And b- before I even got any of that out, she's like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> and then just immediately turned back to Matt and was asking him more questions. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Well, sorry to... I guess that was all really heavy, but um, so we'll kind of move into more of the the fun stuff now. But mm-hmm. um, you were not alone at this college, at the community local college. Um, you were there with Jimmy, among some other people from high school, but Jimmy being the, I guess the close. He, would you have said he was the closest friend you had at at college? I mean, obviously, I was your best friend. But uh, of course, there, so. of course, yes. But you, you abandoned me, Tim, to head off to the mountains mm-hmm. while you're gallivanting, yodeling. Um, yeah, so Jimmy... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there were... Uh, uh, that was beautiful, Tim. Um, I look forward to many more yodelings. Um, yeah, Jimmy was one of the people that I knew probably the best because there were a few people as we've talked about like Jimmy, um, Tori, although I honestly, I can't remember seeing her that much. Um, Drew, Drew was there as a student. I don't know unless they, cleaning windows. unless they have a cleaning windows, harness wearing 
glass. I'm not sure. Um, and then there was another guy from our high school we'll refer to as Wallaby, um, just for anonymity's sake. Um, so, okay. so it was all of us and we had, we had a few different classes together, but yes, Jimmy and I had, I believe two classes that first semester. Um, one was college algebra. One was public speaking mm. and some, some fond memories from that class. Um, so college algebra, uh, I always sat on the back row and interestingly, um, so obviously I knew Jimmy was going to be in that class because we had planned our schedules somewhat. Do you feel like you were well prepared for that class after the um, gregarious time we had with Mr. Fifi? <laughs> <laughs> what a word. Um, Can I, um, I don't even know if I use that word correctly. I, this is a complete side note and it just popped in my head. Uh, I'm not proud of this, but it happened, and I'm just going to lay it out there. But just a, kind of a funny story about Mr. Fifi's class and Jimmy. Um, I am not a numbers guy. Math is not my thing. Jimmy, mm. on the other hand, was was very privy to math. And I remember very vividly on multiple occasions, we'd have pop quizzes or tests or whatever it was. And Jimmy and I would sit at the same table quite often. Mm -hmm. And I, I was not the the guy to go out and like look to cheat or anything like it just wasn't my thing. I tried to be a fairly decent um, student and study, mm -hmm. but Jimmy, I mean, he was just being, he was just looking out for me. Would he would, he would literally look at my test and tell me what answers. Like I was not asking for, it. I wasn't trying to, I just assumed <laughs> I was doing it right to be honest. And Jimmy would be like, Hey, the answer is seven not nine. And I was like, well, I know now, you know, it's not like I was looking for that, but so I had to raise. Oh, know? that is he did that multiple times. interesting. I don't know if, uh, if you experienced anything similar. I don't think so, but you know, I sat in, well, at the time, at some point I sat in the front, um, and I did have all the little birds to kind of help me and tell me what was the right answer in the nest, Tim, the nest. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Um, not, not the, uh, not the pigeons flying around or coming out of my oral cavity. Well, that's interesting. Um, so did you, did you follow through? Did you change your answers? Oh yeah. Um, like I said, I mean, once I knew I, it was, it was like, I couldn't, I can't unknow that this is wrong now. Uh huh. That, that um, is true. And maybe I would have figured it out on my own, you know, mm -hmm. we don't know. So. Oh, doggone it, damn. Well, how did you ever double check when you got your test back? Like, go to that specific number? Because how funny would it have been if he was just you, giving me like, the wrong like you had, like, he, you changed your answer and just kind of like scratched it out. And Mr. Fifi had written, you, you should just go with your first answer because, you know, go with your gut because you had it right the first time. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm pretty confident he he was in most occasions right. I mean, he definitely helped me get through that class, mm -hmm. which makes sense because um there were a few classes in college that I had to take over and college uh statistics was one of them. So clearly I didn't learn anything in statistics. Mm -hmm. And I would have 
been better prepared had I actually failed the tests in high school, like I should have, and then, you know, been properly tutored and trained. Mm-hmm. But instead, I, I passed with flying colors and <laughs> thought that I was ready for college statistics when I wasn't. So, oh. really, Jimmy hurt me. Thanks a lot, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, Jameson. Uh, yeah, it is. Um, it is interesting. Um, saying that you didn't feel prepared. I, I didn't feel prepared either. And I think I had that weighing on me going into college because I was barely hanging on to my hope scholarship in high school. Barely hanging on to hope. That should be your, the title of this episode. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, you can edit that out. I just, (laughs) (laughs) that's fine. It was really good. Um, so yeah, yeah. So that was that was also weighing on me. Is like, am I going to be able to keep up going into college? Anyways, um, so yes, Jimmy was in this math class with me, and unbeknownst to me, someone else had enrolled in this class. Morgan number two. Oh really? Yes. Um, and I was cordial, but I, for obvious reasons tried to keep my distance as much as possible distance is safety distance d-i-s yes tim one of uh one of our many three worded rules um hoping to get a pamphlet out about those (laughs) (laughs) to uh improve the wisdom of the population anyways um distance is safety yes but we sat on the back row, and oftentimes that was to our detriment because this guy, his name was Mr. Bailey, and he just a uh, good teacher, um, lo- lovely man, but he was not insightful into what the class was getting up to. And we were taking this class in a computer lab, so you could log on to the computers. And most of the time, Jimmy and I were on Facebook, just not paying attention at all. And Wallaby was in this class too, right? Wallaby, uh, I think he he might have been. He might have been. Um, but he makes an appearance in another class we'll come to shortly. Okay, okay. So anyways, we're on Facebook in this class. And I, if I remember correctly, Jimmy says something to me about you being involved in a Wiccan cult. And just knowing Jimmy and his different shenanigans. I just, I knew he had to be joking. And so I messaged you on Facebook about this and said something like asking you what was going on. Like just, I think Jimmy's just messing with me and you were so convincing Tim in your responses. You said, as we discussed in last week's episode, you very much went along with it. And, were telling me all sorts of specifics about master and him showing you how to levitate things. Yeah. And I was just like gobsmacked. I didn't know what to think. Um, and this went over a few days, I think initially at least like me messaging you and you defend mm-hmm. like Jimmy was defending you as well. Like saying that you were, just very passionate about this. Yeah, I was, I don't remember many of the details because in my recollection, it just wasn't that big of a deal. Like, I think I halfway thought you knew I was kidding, Mm -hmm. but I would imagine to keep the 
illusion up, I probably everything that uh, you and I text, I would relay back to Jimmy so that he and I were on the same page. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's terrible. Well, yeah. So, and I didn't know because it do, it did. Looking back, it just seems so outlandish, particularly these bits about levitation. And I'm sure you threw the stuff in about the um, the the basements and the you know seances oh, and yeah. what have you. A perfect, you know, adding a few truths to a lie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then you were just making me feel like I was the crazy one for ever doubting that you would be into something like just gaslighting me. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyways, days go by, and I'm more or less resolved. Well, I don't. I don't think gaslighting was a thing back then. <laughs> yeah, I just I was trying to throw that into. I think it's no. It, I'm I was just kidding. I think that's a term that has been coined as of late, but I'm sure the act of gaslighting probably did exist. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, I'm just gaslighting you right now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm I'm definitely using that out of context. Too, uh, it's okay. It's okay. It's uh. Anyways, so you know this start over a few days and then basically Jimmy had said like you're going to push him away as our friend if you keep like we just have to bear with him like he you know props to Jimmy for just really orchestrating such a thing and making me feel like a terrible friend for prying into this whole Wiccan thing but a few days go by and I just say okay well I'm not going to push it any further I'll just let him come to me you know, once he comes to realize what's happening and that he's involved in this really dark stuff. And I ended up like talking to my pastor about it, talking to my mom, like looking back, it just sounds absurd that I did these things, but like, I was so worried about you, Tim. And then come to find out some months later, we all came back for a high school football game reunion kind of thing. And you just very nonchalantly cavalier just said oh that, about that whole Wiccan thing no I was just kidding it <laughs> <laughs> just like, like it made me angry at the time looking back is funny but well that's I appreciate the concern I mean that means a lot that you would have I, I'm you know embarrassed obviously for having let it go that far not knowing obviously <laughs> but you know that you would go to your pastor and your mom <laughs> Y'all were all praying for me, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, I wonder, though, what inspired Jimmy to even begin that, you know? I would, I'm would. i going to ask him. Yeah, we should. and Maybe we'll have a follow-up to that, because I don't know why. It's just now, it, I'm just now realizing that. That's kind of random. I mean, it's, I guess it's not random for Jimmy. Jimmy was, and you can dive into this a little bit more, especially in the public speaking class, but Jimmy had a way, he was very charismatic. And I I wonder sometimes, Jimmy, we, we need to have you back on again, buddy, to defend yourself. But um, I wonder sometimes the things that he'd said. I just did he did he say those things to just see if he could convince people? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. well, obviously he did a good job. I mean, I I helped obviously, and the lie in this scenario was about me. So, but yeah, I guess really he is to blame for all of this. And I was shifting the blame to you, but you were just, um, really along with it. I mean, yeah, but you were just a puppet in a bigger orchestrated event, um, that he never brought clarity to. (laughs) 
I want, did you ever ask him about after I uh, owned up to the lie? I probably did, um, but he was just constantly telling me, like, you just you need to like forget about it. Like, I don't know if it was in a sense that like he's lost. We <laughs> we're not we're not getting Tim back, but yeah, he just had me convinced that I just needed to let it go, and you would eventually um, come back into the light. You know the uh, the yeah. eternal flame. So that's that's all you, man. Yeah. So, well, okay. But going back to public speaking, uh, I think you've got a few good stories from that class. But I, I do know that at some point you had to give a speech on, like a persuasive speech. Is that right? Yes. Yes, that is correct. What was your speech on? So. Again, not not going into this too much, but it was, and I don't remember the ins and outs of it because it was so long ago now, but uh, the general topic was like I had to persuade people why divorce was such a negative thing, particularly from like a child's perspective. Mm, um, interesting. Yeah, so that was that was interesting to talk about and try to persuade people. Um, particularly strangers that didn't, I mean, with the exception of Jimmy. In Wallaby. Uh, yeah, no, well, he wasn't in that class, was he? Well, we'll get there. I'm sorry, not for that you. class. Yeah, we'll just, we'll get to Wallaby. <laughs> okay, sorry. I know he's there somewhere. Yeah. Where's Wallaby? Um, <laughs> another good uh, title of the episode. <laughs> um, but, okay, so, but going back to Jimmy real quick. So, and how fitting just... His persuasion speech, I'll let you kind of get into it. But again, just to kind of paint the picture more of Jimmy and his charisma, um, but also just his strangeness. Um, Jimmy, don't take offense to that. You know that you're strange. But uh, he was one to, I would say, and maybe still is, he liked to take the road less traveled on, especially when it came to conspiracy theories, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um and he was also into like Freemasonry and, and like not just secretive kind of things of that societies. nature. Yeah, societies. So I guess that not comparing Freemasonry to Wiccans, I don't know much about either, but <laughs> <laughs> um but you know that that avenue, if you like, he mm-hmm. enjoyed uh traipsing down such avenues. Um, with his blue tie in the wind. But yeah, he did give a persuasive speech. And I want to say it was trying to convince the class that the moon landing was fake. And he w- I don't remember the ins and outs of it. And I don't think he convinced me necessarily. Um, but it was, he was very captivated. Huh? I thought you said he had convinced you. No, I mean, he, no, he made like good cases and arguments and I found it all very interesting, but I've, I've never been under the impression that the moon landing was faked. Um, okay. But he would, all that to say, he was very convincing and he probably did convince a few people in that class, if I had to guess. Classic Jimmy. Yeah. But... Uh, a few other memories from that class. There was this one guy 
And he was Wallaby? Uh, we're not to Wallaby yet. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just we're getting kidding. to Wallaby, Tim. Um, no, he, he what shall we call him? Um, because I don't remember his name. Um let's call him Bucky. Bucky. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just giving I'm just giving you a name. Or it could be Gerald. Okay, we can call him Gerald. That's well, fine. No, no, Bucky. I like Buc- Bucky and Wallaby. That's funny. No, no. Let's go with Gerald. You clearly you don't like Bucky. You're no, just... I just okay, fine. Um, so no, I'm gonna I'm putting my foot down. We're going with Bucky, Bucky and Wallaby. Okay. <laughs> um. So, anyways, Bucky, he was a strange guy. Um, he was and now Bucky was not somebody we y'all knew prior. This yes, this is correct. Um, he was. He gave me the impression that he had been homeschooled all of his life, and nothing against homeschooling. Um, you and I were homeschooled for a time. Oh, don't remind me. We're, we're you know we're <laughs> gonna get roasted for that, right? I get roasted for that all the time, and I have to explain. Like the people I work with, they just if I say something or do something that's just not of the norm. Oh well, he was homeschooled. But I was like, I, I was homeschooled in middle school, you know, like I, I yeah, yeah, lived out my high school career like anyone else, same, or at same. least like. Uh, so you just have to be careful. We don't want to. We don't want to talk about that too much on here. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um. Uh. Anyway. Shout out to all the homeschoolers listening to us. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> don't let. The, don't believe the lies. <laughs> You'll be just fine. Um. Yeah. So. Anyway, he gave off that he was just kind of like socially awkward. Um, and I mean, I was too, and still am to an extent, but just on a definitely, thank you. And on a, just on another level, really. But he was also like, he worked out a lot. He wore these tiny glasses, like spiky hair, um, drove a Corvette and made sure you knew that. Um, anyways, he, we never talked that much, but he took a lightning to Jimmy. Um, Jimmy, uh, probably after the moon landing, Jimmy uh, captivated him. Mm. And he was just always trying to impress Jimmy. And one very specific day, um, Wallaby may have been there. I don't remember. We'll come on to that. Um, actually, I think Wallaby was here. Okay, so Wallaby is in the classroom, Tim. But Wallaby did not take this class, right? That is correct. And we'll come on to that in a second. Um, so why was he in there? We'll we'll talk about it, Tim. Well <laughs> oh, Wallaby. Uh yeah. So anyways, this guy, uh, Bucky, was drawing a picture and he sat in front of Jimmy and I sat behind Jimmy. Or to the to the row next of Jimmy, something like that. Anyways. He turns around, shows Jimmy this picture, and he says, Look, Jimmy, I drew a picture of a donkey eating your dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I think Jimmy as well has probably, we'll have to ask him if he remembers that. Um, but it was just the most awkward thing. And to this day, I don't understand what was the what was the point? What was going through Bucky's mind? Did he think Jimmy? 
what did Jimmy think? Like, what did Jimmy do? I, he, well, you know how he is. He just, ah, oh, man, that's that's tight. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then like probably afterwards, he's like, "What the hell <laughs> just happened?" I I don't know, but. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what became of the picture. I don't know if Bucky had this like framed on a wall. Um, maybe he was in a Wiccan cult. I don't know. Anyways, um, so on to Wallaby. Wallaby was in this class. What he? Okay, Wallaby was forty-two. Wallaby way. <sighs> Sydney. He was an interesting guy. Um, as I said, he was in our high school. And so anyways, he was in this class with us. And I think he had just come in just to check out the class because he had heard fun stories me and Jimmy were sharing from this class. And it was after this class that he was talking about Bucky. Well, okay, back step. He ended up getting kicked out of the class, which <laughs> classic wallaby. Yeah, classic wallaby. Um, because he was one of those people that our relationship was sort of touch and go, as it were. Like sometimes cool, sometimes not. Anyways, and that's all I'll say about that. But <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, afterwards, he was talking with Jimmy and I about Bucky, and he was saying things like. Oh yeah, I was I was psychoanalyzing him, you know, not five minutes in, and just had such and such to say about this guy, and that to that to this day, this is why I don't like the term psychoanalyze. It just gets on my nerves because it just takes me back to that moment. Mm -hmm. Because Wallaby had okay, he was basically you know Jingle all the way, Sinbad, of course, yeah. He was basically put down the cookie now. <laughs> so that's my uh, Arnold impression. Yeah. Uh, oh man, Mister Ponytail Man. Um, so, anyways, you know how, how in the initial part he's saying that uh, you know he knows what he's talking about because he took a semester of psychology at a junior college. Like this was literally Wallaby Tim, but not even a full semester. He'd only been in it for a couple weeks. And he was already talking about like psychoanalyzing people and it just really pissed me off. Um, so that is the story of Wallaby. He never came back to any of those classes and ended up transferring after that year or that semester. Love it. Yeah, man. Well, let's take a, so, so thank you for sharing with those stories about, you and Jimmy in particular and Wallaby and Bucky and all them. But, you know, unfortunately that year we did spend separated. And I think despite you and Jimmy being together, the band at large, we likely assumed that yesterday away was dead, mm -hmm. but that's not the case. Right. So Christmas break rolled around and we had a reunion, did we? We did, yes. Like a phoenix from the ashes, we arose. And man, what a what an interesting thing that was! Just to 
be reunited. I mean, I guess me and Jimmy had been together, um, as we've discussed, but just to be reunited with you and Adam and to just get back to playing. I don't I don't know if we played any of our original songs or if we just tried to focus oh, sure. on we had to have. Okay, just for old times. We sake. we couldn't come back together and not play running at least. That is true. That is true. Um but yeah, we did we did play some Christmas songs if I remember correctly, is that right? Yeah, what songs did we, we did Angels we have heard on high? Definitely that one because I think that was that was our main contender because um, we were doing like a kind of like the Angels We Have Heard on High by Reliant K like off their Christmas album was kind of like the inspiration the, inspiration, yeah. the basis um, real original we were uh, yes yes of course um, replay but I'm trying to think what other ones we did I want to say we did like Oh Holy Night as well maybe maybe I don't recall yeah, but we did have guests I, come and watch us, didn't didn't we? Did we? I think that Adam's brother-in-law and sister and maybe a few teenage children, I don't know where they came from. Um really what? I don't know. Yeah, and know. maybe uh maybe the, the hermit <laughs> the hermit was there getting ready uh to shovel yeah. the salt Pro- appropriate setting, yeah. <laughs> um He's he's looking up at the stage, just wondering how his relationship with us has become so estranged. Yeah, yeah. Can, he can't talk to us. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um. So I'm just I'm trying to because, and we'll get to it later. But this was not the last time you and I would be working on Christmas music together. So I'm just trying to separate and figure out what uh, what songs we played then versus what we played later. But yeah, it, we, I think the idea was that yesterday way was going to record some Christmas stuff, but I, I think it only ended up being one or maybe two get togethers. Okay. Okay. And did we, I think, I think so. Yeah. Um, because I mean, obviously Christmas, uh, holidays, lots of things to do, busy schedules. Um, so yeah, I guess we only did get together a couple times, maybe. Um, I don't think we recorded anything. I don't think we ever did, no. Okay. Sadly, because it would be so much fun to just do another little bonus episode with our Christmas music. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Good times. Um, But yeah, I guess, I guess that was the last time that we were, I mean, that I was at the church, at least. Um, and I guess that we were all yeah. there together. Yeah, it, it that sounds about right, sadly. And I don't, you know, it's kind of funny because I think walking away from the band or from high school, we we share, I would argue, maybe I'm wrong, but I would imagine that we all kind of had this thought that we would never come back together. And then it happened that we did. And I don't think at that point I assumed that we wouldn't have reunited. You know, it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I was wrong both times, you know. But but sadly, the last time we never did come back. You know, so yeah. Maybe one day. Maybe there's a yesterday away reunion here somewhere. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we'll have to 
see if we can get access to the church again. <laughs> yeah, I think Adam's dad is no longer the pastor. He's he's long gone and but we cert- we definitely can't come together without the church. I think the church was just as important to the band if not more important than each of the bandmates. Yeah, yeah. It is it is literally intertwined um with our history in terms of all the shenanigans um that happened in that building. Um so special. Have you have you yeah. ever gone back to see it? Maybe once. Um I think after my wife and I started dating um I drove her by it um after we kind of put together that we had you know crossed paths and you know uh, the sh- like the battle of the bands and all that and that you know I was in a band this is where we practiced which I okay. mean she was very familiar with the area mm-hmm. um so I I likely didn't have to show her, but I just thought it would be, you know, this is a part of my history. Right. Right. Oh, good. Good. Fond memories. Um, well, before we go, Caleb, before we close out the segment, you, and we'll dive into it a little bit more next episode, but you, unlike me, decided to stay at your college for one more year, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, so we'll just dive back into that. You weren't you, I guess, at this point, didn't know where you wanted to finish your undergrad career. I guess is that like, did you have plans to go somewhere specific? So I wasn't a hundred percent sure, kind of during my first, but towards the end of my first year, I think I was resolved to try to go to UGA um specifically oh dogs yeah sick them <laughs> do you know I'm Tim big, um I'm a big dog fan are you dogs fan no okay um I'm sorry I lied I lied again I'm sorry Tim. Kayla you don't have to call me on it goodness gracious um yeah I've I've actually only been to one one game um, but I remember hearing that for the first time and I was like, oh, these, these individuals are just ever so passionate about this, um, sport. And I just felt compelled to join in. Um, and then I heard this one English guy in the crowd yell out something like when someone was doing like a big tackle or something like, oh, this ain't tiddlywinks. winks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, that, there's no way that was a real Englishman that it was somebody poking fun it had to have been you know i mean you can attest or i mean i don't know if you can because i don't know if it's but like in your experience is that common phraseology over there tiddlywinks yeah <laughs> um like that just sounds like a tit like a word that somebody would say old oh, uh, somebody who's from england would say this but they don't actually you know what i mean yeah yeah um it, I don't know. It depends on the person, I guess. Um, but it, it's just kind of this. I was watching this documentary in um, Long Way Round. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. But in one of the guys on there, they finally made it back to the tarmac after being like the gravel, not the gravel, the um, the pavement. There we go. 
after being on these rough terrains and he was just like kissing the the pavement, the tarmac and just saying, ah, I can just play a game of snooker on it. Um, so it does sound like, you know, tiddlywinks, like it could be something. Okay. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I don't know how we got off on that tangent. UGA. Sorry. You were thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I was thinking about going to UGA, but eventually I did change my mind. How did you change your mind? Stay tuned and find out. Well, Caleb, thank you so much for taking the time to answer my questions and really flesh out your freshman year of college. Absolutely. I hope that um, you felt like I asked all the appropriate questions. You don't have anything left to say. Any closing remarks? No, other than to say that you were just, uh, you've just been a wonderful interviewer, Tim. Um, you're dressed so formally on this occasion. Um, Thanks. Even got that Rolex watch just to yeah, complete the know. look. You know me. <laughs> um, got this hoodie from Cloud9, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Is it uh, lanolin? Chief's tool. Um, uh, looking forward to um, next week and just kind of diving into our sophomore years of college and coming one step closer to coming back together. Let's make sure we can see the bottom of the pool. Diving, diving in. Just want to make sure you can oh, see the bottom. Oh, well, I feel like if you can see, well, I mean, I guess you want to see the bottom, but. Hopefully that's far enough away to where you don't, you know, you want to you want to dive into the deep end. You know, is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Yes. Yes. Correct. Correct. Um. Anyways, <laughs> looking very f- much forward to kind of diving into. So as we've alluded to, I'll be transferring to UNG, the University of North Georgia. Go Nighthawks. What once were the Saints? When I transferred, they were the, we were the Saints. The Saints. Go marching in. Mm-hmm. You know, saints go marching in. I expect echo on that voice like when you were in the cathedral. Ah, uh, yes, yes. With old Quasi. Um, but anyways, you know, Delonica has a special place in my heart, so I'm excited to just revisit my first experiences there. And I will still be at the same school. Little uh not as um, exotic as you moving locations, but there are some, a couple, a couple interesting stories, particularly as I move out of my sophomore year into that summer. Um, so a little fun trip I got to take. So yeah. stay tuned for that. But anyways, we'll get to that. Let's not dwell on the future, <laughs> <laughs> and let's not dwell on the past. Caleb, where can our listeners? We want to hear from you guys. You have any questions, concerns, comments? Where can they bring those to us? Questions, concerns, comments, queries can all be directed towards Instagram. We are underscore the Ramble Podcast, the Ramble Podcast on Facebook, podcast.theramble on email. But be sure to check out our website that 
Timothy has yes. just slaved over and just done a fantastic job oh, on. Stop. Uh, yeah, the link to that is going to be on all the socials as well. Be sure to check us out. It gives a little bio about who we are. You can also, um, if you do want to check out our website, you can reach us. There's a page on there whereby you can give us a little email. Um, and then also be sure to check out the Ramble store and get all of the latest Ramble gear. Yeah. Show your friends. Show your families. That random guy walking down the street. Your neighbor. My neighbors just moved out, Caleb. Oh. Did they steal your picket fence? Chutney, stop chewing. <laughs> stop chewing the slippers. Stop. <laughs> no, they, uh, they did not. Um, they did not steal the picket fence. The picket fence was never stolen. It was the little wrought iron gate attached. Oh, I see. Stolen. Anyways, that's another story for another day. If you guys care to hear about how my wrought iron gate got stolen <laughs> the day after I bought my house, we'll get there. I mean, I guess there's really not much more to it. That's the story. My wrought iron <laughs> got stolen. The day well, there is more to it. Um, yeah, there is. Okay, cool. Um, we'll get there. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. We look forward to reuniting next week. Reuniting. Thank you guys so much. And until next time. Trying to think of a good closing. What do I say? What do I say? Time's running out, Tim. Time's running out. (laughs) Come on. Bye. Bye bye. Hey, look, where are you, buddy? Tam? Whatever. I'm stopping. When it's time for leaving, I hope you'll understand that I was born.